Stakes is high. Thank you for tuning in. Yeah, look. We back up in the building now. Hey, yo, we about to tear the building down like a 757 on 9-11. Street smart niggas with the wisdom of a reverend. All the eyes stacked against us. We still the ones you should bet with. Shark confess the waters interact your own discretion. Swimming with piranhas trying not to get your flesh beat. Yeah, real podcast for people that's really real. CC and Jones tell you how they feel. Every Wednesday when you hit play, you gon' laugh and learn something from this discussion. We going up. What's going on, everyone? Welcome to the Stakes is High podcast, the real podcast, having real conversation with real people. And I am Jones. What up, TC? What's good? What's happening, my brother? I am chilling, man. How about yourself? Man, blessed more than I should be, you know. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Man, I, I forgot it was Tuesday, man. I'm tripping. Yeah, <laughs> I'm thinking like I got a couple yeah. days to get this done, you know? Nah, we gonna, we, gonna, we, gonna, we about to crank out a, a nice home run, man, and uh, and drop this bad boy tomorrow, you know what I mean? Man, I literally just looked at my calendar like, oh, shit, it's Tuesday. Yeah, but oh, it's, all, it's all good, man. Yeah, ain't nothing. Yeah, what's up with you, brother? Good, bro. Chilling, slow motion. Uh... Same old, same old. It was a relaxing weekend for me, man. Didn't really get into too, too, uh, to too much. Um, yeah, we was in the house. We was in the house, <laughs> man. Did a couple, couple errands, bro. And that's it. We, you know, I, a, a lot of my, you know, quick little uh, previous week weekend recaps or whatever is like, oh yeah, we tried this or that. We did, like, we did enough of that. We did a couple weeks of that, you know, weekends of that, and. Yeah, we back, we back chilling in, in the doors, man. We yeah, we made it out safe, and uh, we we posted up now. For sure, man. It's interesting, man, because like we always, like we've been saying, the new norm and what is the new norm and all that kind of stuff, man. But honestly, yeah. like the new norm is being able to know how to sit down because <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> we're forced, you yeah. know what I mean. So, um, but no, nah, man, everything's good with me, man. School, you know, school time for the kids, man. So. As you've probably yeah, seen, man, uh, the debates of back and forth and kids going to school, trying to figure it out, you know. And, you know, weirdly, man, kids are having to have to, you know, go through this new norm of education. So, <laughs> I saw it, a picture of a little girl, man, on the school bus in the back. You know, so they took a picture of her from outside, throwing up the peace sign, mask on her face. Like, just crazy. Just like the image of it was just like baffling dog like wow this yeah. little kid got to go out here in the middle of this and and figure it out and it's very it's, and it's and it's very interesting because man it's not consistent across the board so so many people are yeah. doing some people doing e-learning some people going to school uh they're having sports and it's it but mark my word yeah. man I, I say probably in a matter of two to three weeks man they'd be sending kids home man school will be done all it's gonna take is a couple 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 uh you know, positive test, Cases, man. Yeah. yeah, and I think they're gonna have to. They're gonna have to, you know, end it. But yeah, man, pray for the kids. Like a, pray for the like kids. My boy L on, man. He's been very vocal about this uh, subject on social media, and I'm sure he can go on for. You know, he's a he's a former educator, now dean of students. I don't know if you still say educator if you're the dean, but um, but still in the in the field of education. 
Yeah. Um, I mean, he's, so, edu- yeah. he's an educator at heart. Uh, he ain't gonna never yeah. lose that. Right, 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 right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? But, but yeah, yeah he's t- been very t- vocal about that, man. Yeah, As t- a father, too, you know? Yeah, man, it's tough, man. It's tough with you. But, man, it's, you know, it's uh, well, maybe we have to get him on and, you know, have that conversation. And we got plenty of teachers and friends yep. as educators and all that kind of stuff. So, but yeah, oh, man. Yeah. But um, I want to thank uh, King K, man, from the Drunken hey. Nights, from our last episode. And man, yeah, man, that was a great uh-huh, episode, uh-huh. man. Love you too. Ty saying I love uh-huh. you. <laughs> <laughs> what up? There you go. What up, young Ty? <laughs> yeah, bedtime one. We gotta get on track, baby. But uh yeah. but uh <laughs> But yeah, man, thank you to King K, man. Episode, man, long episode, but man. Long, but good was, feedback. Man, I had great feedback. People was feeling the episode, <laughs> man. They said they had a, you know, um, Man, good time listening, and then you feel like two hours. So, thanks you, King K. Right. And um, yeah, check them out, man. Drunken nights. But um, TC, if they want to listen to that episode and all our past episodes, where can they find us, brother? At Stakes Is High Pod. That's on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. All of our episodes you can find on SoundCloud, iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, and Spotify. And if you have any comments, questions, concerns, or interested in being a guest on the show. Please shoot us an email at stakeshighpod at gmail.com. Chill. Yes, sir, man. We got a first time guest. Ooh. Yeah, man. First time man. being on, man. I'm kind of, I'm kind of honestly, I low key feel away because this is the first time he's been on. However, uh, he has participated in uh, a huge event of ours that we had. Uh, our, our what's that? Our one hundred, our hundredth episode. So man, I can't be too mad. However, I am feeling away because this is first time on. <laughs> Something that but, it, it ain't right. <laughs> hey, but you know he 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 been a huge supporter, loyal oh, for supporter. Sure, for sure, for sure. I'm a supporter of his, and uh, I just want to welcome my good friend, man, uh, from Stu West to Howick Hall. <laughs> My oh, man, D Mac, Danny Mac, DJ Mac, main in the building. What's going on, bro? Hey, I'm good, man. I'm happy to be here. How y'all doing, man? Man, good, man. I'm chilling, man. Welcome. Thank you. I ain't gonna lie, I'm excited, man. Like, Thank I'm, you. I'm on energy. <laughs> I'm, I'm on 10. <laughs> I want full Mac mode. I got okay? you. Yeah, I got you. <laughs> Hey, where y'all, where'd y'all live at in Howick, man? I live in Neuer. Where'd y'all, where'd y'all live at? I was in Neuer, baby. <laughs> yeah. Actually, I was in Neuer, you know what I'm saying? Like, like T was a kid around the block. It's too easy. He'll pull up. You know how Roger used to pull up on Sister Sister? That was T. Stupid. Stupid. Howdy ho, Winslow, on his Urkel, you know. Man, it was all good. When I was at Ball, when I was at Ball State, man, Stu East was damn near like just a step up from uh, from La Follette, man. Did they it's upgrade? Still, it, 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 it was. It was too. When I was there, it's, it had it's a nice tub. Now. He was like, "Y'all got a bathtub?" But <laughs> yeah, yeah, right on, on life, on the sixth floor. <laughs> <laughs> Man, a college, a college dorm having a bathtub. It just seems that seems nasty, man. Back then, you thought you was you was living like, oh, you got the upgrade, you got the tub in your joint. Yeah, nah, ain't no way. Me, I met Danny Mac. I met Mac made battling battling on the dance floor and stoop. 
And uh, what's it called? What's the student center uh, ballroom, bro? One yeah, of the frat parties. <laughs> the hell? Y'all battling. What, what y'all doing, man? We're not going to go there, but T used to cut sleeves. He would cut sleeves off his T-shirt and rock them like, on hey. his head. To Sean, put his little fro in it. It was Sean, swaggy. Though. Sean jacked it from me too. Sean started. Sean stole my swag. But what? Shout out to Sean, Chicago Heights. But what kind of battling, man? Like crunk battling? Like uh, crunk? Whatever the uh, <laughs> crunk one is. Uh, we a sea walk, <laughs> man. We a Harlem walk. Yeah, it sound like it was like the 70s, man. We sound hella dated. Yeah, but, yeah, uh, <laughs> I know his listeners right now cracking up. Hey, look, man, that's that's how we met, man. And uh, been rocking with Mac ever since, man. You know what I'm saying? Whole, whole Wolfpack squad. But yeah, man, that's that's, that's my brother. So that's what's thank up, you man. again for coming in and, and joining us today. And we're going to have a good time. Yeah, yes, man. Yeah, man. Well, man, thank you for coming on, man. And as you know, man, we appreciate all the support you've given us. And, man, you know, especially uh, DJing a one-year anniversary, or I'm sorry, 100th episode anniversary and all that good stuff, man. So, again, appreciate you, brother. Yeah, man. How's uh, I seen, man, uh, I always like to ask people, man, before we get started. And I know you, you know, you have a daughter, man. And how, how are you holding up, man, with this, uh, you know, with the COVID and everything like that, man? But you know what? I ain't going to lie to you, man. I have had my daughter since it started. It, when when Indianapolis, when uh, when Marion County had announced that school was done in early March, mm. I got my daughter the next day. You know what I'm saying? I got her. I'm talking about drop off. Boom. Here you go. Still paying child support. Still doing everything. But you know what? I had to find that silver lining. The silver lining is I got an 11-year-old that is fresh out of sixth grade. About to go into seventh grade. Let me try to find some perks about this. Let me let me see what's going on. And you know, we always been tight. Everybody know that who know me on social media. I think it made us tighter, and it wasn't easy. But yeah, man. So just to start with your opening question, yeah, I've had her. I've had her since COVID has started. Like okay. boom, we here every day. Like mm-hmm. in clothes. Like trying to find out what's going on. Like. I had to take her off of TikTok. That's a whole nother situation, but there's a lot going on. Like, it, you know, I've always been that dad, but it really, it really beefed up. Like, okay, you finna deal with a tween, which is not a teenager, but they kind of already, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. They, they, yeah, yeah, yeah. People already, people already think she that age. It's a lot going on. And even though people see the glory, it's a lot about, it's a lot about the story. So, yeah. Yeah, man. I, uh, I, <laughs> Bars. <laughs> right, right, right. Hey, tr- hey, Trump getting rid of that TikTok altogether, man. He tr- Trump trying to get rid of that joint, man. So, <laughs> but um, but yeah, man. Um, I I follow you on social media, man, and I I see you you guys having you know doing videos together and everything. So I, I think that's you know it's dope, man, and it's interesting. It's kind of um, something that you said, and I know it's something we're going to talk about. We may want to jump into it now, and then you were saying how, how tough it is and how hard it is. Um, there's a video that uh, – I don't know if you guys want to jump straight in that video, man. I had a video that we can – that I, I, I'll let the listeners hear that we both, we've both we all three seen. Y'all want to jump into that? Let it yeah, ride. Okay, cool, cool, yeah. cool. All right, so um, I found this I found this video on uh, on Twitter and uh i was like yo you know i think it's going to be relevant to the conversation that we're going to have with danny just because of some of the you know programs that he has and also being a father and um 
when I when I when I first heard the video, man, I, I you know I, I had some emotions behind it, man, because it was just like, yo, this is tough, you know what I'm saying? And it, it just touches a lot of different things, you know, with me. And I, I'm gonna go ahead and play the video, and then we can just kind of dive deeper into it. So I'm gonna play this video and let you guys listen. One second. A young man, particularly young black man, hit me up being like, yo, I can't wait to be a dad. I can't wait to be a father. And I love that because I think the men that were a generation before us got raised by the men that were a generation before them. And those men didn't really know warm love because a man didn't express those things that way back then. And I feel like I owe those young men to tell them, like, bro, this is hard because it exposes things about you that you don't know about yourself. It exposes all of your insecurities. And it's, man, it's a huge emotional undertaking if you do it the right way. So while you see me and Noemi hugged up and loved up on each other, and we got this cute vlog and we make these cute videos and cute pictures, it's because we put in an immense amount of work to make this thing happen, man. We do it every day. We be having sit-down vlogs and we, we be on the cusp of beefing with each other. But we find that one thing in common that just always brings us back to remembering why we're together. So, bro, when you see this and me playing with my baby and it looks really cool and you want to have those moments, just know that that's the upside. It comes with a downside and it can be incredibly painful if you allow it to be. So before you take on a family, bro, go see somebody about your past and go see somebody about the trauma that you've endured throughout the course of your life and start healing because if you don't heal from that you'll have all this and you'll never be happy and i don't want that for nobody especially anybody who thinks that you can just pour water over a lady and a baby and have a happy family overnight this ain't oatmeal man all right so yeah man um I ain't even gonna lie, man. I got, I, I got kind of, I, I low key got emotional, man, when I heard, uh, when I heard homeboy speaking. And I'm not sure where he's from. It sounds like he has a, uh, sound like he has like a vlog that he does. And I don't know if that's on um, YouTube or whatever. But mm -hmm. um, when I when I heard it, man, it was it was it was tough. So when I let you guys just hear, it was part of the video. So he went on saying some other things in the video. But um, mm -hmm. but it was tough for me, man. So, but I mean, you know, I'm I'm gonna quit talking. But what, how do how did y'all feel about that video, man? You wanna go first, TC? I'm gonna let you go, man. You a father, bro? I am I'm a here, father. I'm here to know. take notes. <clears throat> you know what? When I when I heard that video, well, when I watched the video, I saw myself. You know, like my daughter is 11, and it's crazy because like 11 years ago social media was really booming and i didn't realize that social media was actually gonna play a role as my as my uh, anthology as my catalog you mm -hmm. know it's crazy a lot of people don't realize it because people use so many social media in so many different ways but you know what's so funny every day i check the on this day and i look with my daughter and say let's see what happened in 2010 2009 we was in a car like it's so funny because we're known for being in the car mm. and it's crazy because we're like why was y'all in the car so much i lived in south bend my daughter was just a baby she lived in elkhart so really that half hour drive from south bend to elkhart was all i had 
as far as to get my mind right, as far as I'm finna go pick her up. And it's funny because, you know, just a little joke, she raps. You know, she know how to rap. She mm-hmm. she played it off, but she actually could spit. You know, she wow. came and all that. But the funny thing is, it like, even when I talked to dads, we talk about the dads program, I told them that everything counts. And when I used to drive to this bypass, the half hour drive, we're, even at Google Gaga stage, I'm rapping. And I'm rapping just about, I don't know, I'm freestyling about me and her. Mm-hmm. And it's so funny because you never think a child pays attention. When she's two, three years old, and you can look at this on Instagram, look at the, oh, you can scroll my page and go back to the old, old Instagrams. You, you're going to be scrolling for a while. But all of her raps caters to me about her and her daddy. But I always rapped about me and her. So that's something small, but that's something big. But it's just, it's just crazy. So we talked about the vlogs and stuff like that. I think that dads right now are going to realize that that is going to be the one thing that's going to help them in situations that they have. Like this is their way mm-hmm. of 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 having that evidence. And uh, you know, I think that's really good because I ain't gonna lie, I had those moments where I was that dad that was using social media the wrong way, as far as lashing out. I remember I had Tian, you know, and my and my homeboys telling me like, "Yo, don't put that out there, yo." It's the wrong way how to how to express yourself, and you know I had to find that flip to it, and so yeah. that that's important. And when he talked about trauma, that's the main part that really got me. And so mm-hmm. we gonna talk about the ace childhood experience, but y'all can go ahead. I feel like you want to say something. Go ahead. I, no, I was gonna say. Uh, oh, um, I was gonna say, man. The, the, uh, first, before I, I, I uh, answer uh, the the vlog or or the pages, Kier and them. Uh, on Instagram, so if y'all want to check that out, go ahead, Pete. K I E R and them. Um, they also got a website that you can check out, like some of their blog material. But um, as far as like what he shared and what he said, man, it's 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 almost you know what I imagined, man. And and you know uh, just like listening to it, and you know I I, I always take into account, at, you know I do not have a child yet. Um, you know I'm a future father. I'll have a, a child in the near future, but. Um, I mean, definitely planning to, but don't have one yet. And, um, you know, just just hearing what he's saying about making sure that you're good mentally, making sure that um, you're able to grow from any past uh, traumas in your life, you know, before you step into the role of trying to be a father and, 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 and trying to have Ooh. a family or a head of a household. Like, that's, that's important. And, and, you know, and to me, yes, it, it makes sense. And to a lot of people, it may make sense, but there are a lot of people that it it does not, and and they don't think about that before they try to jump into these situations, and it ends up that you know they have issues in that marriage or issues being the a father. You gonna make me go deep fast? I was trying to wait. Can I go deep fast now? But let me say something. Yeah, yeah. Pause. Hold on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Go ahead, Eric, and, I'm, and I'm gonna get deep. I'm gonna talk about trauma. You said pause. Go ahead. So, so, so one of the things, and and I, you guys kind of touched on the end of the video. So I will go ahead and play the whole video. Um, I, I think I kind of sent you like two parts, TC. But since you, since the whole video, and, and and the whole video makes sense. You know what I mean? But, um, in the very beginning of the video, let's let's talk. Let's touch on that, man. Because I think although TC, you don't have kids, I think it may be something that you may be able to still continue to touch on right like and one of the things he said in a video that was very very important to me was he was like he he talked about warm love and i think it's so important man like we talk about love like you could say i love my girl i love my mom i love but like when when we talk about a certain type of love a lot of times 
and and, and I, we may be we may have touched on this last episode, but like just like certain type of loves, man. A lot of times, men don't get into that place because one, we may be insecure, or two, we don't know how. And those things are exposed when you have a love for your kid, man. And or the lack of love that you that type of love that you may have not received from your father, because like he said in a video, men, it's just a passed on on what how you should raise your son and the lack of love that you may not have received that warm love. You know what I mean? And I think it's very important, man. I didn't get it. Like I, uh, I gave a shout out to last week to my mentor and he's only been my mentor for three years. And it's only because of the job that I had where I met him. So when you think about it, I'm 38, I didn't get that mentor till I was 35. I went to Ball State. You, you want to know why I went to Ball State? What up? Because my mom went. Mm-hmm. My mom was in Dehorty in the 70s. <laughs> I, I remember. I remember you telling me that. But my mom went. I stayed like, in Dehorty my first year. <laughs> wow. Before it switched over? Awesome. I didn't have that. And it's funny because, you know, I thought about it like, wow, I'm just now getting this at 35. What if I would have already felt like by the age 35, it would have been too late to try to think of any new ideas, any ideologies or anything different at 35. So this means at my 20s, at my 10, all that, Mm -hmm. I didn't have that. And there's a lot of young men that got to figure it out or try to figure out what it looks like. So let me ask you a question. So you said you didn't. I, I, I just said the importance of it. And you said you didn't have it. Let's talk about warm love, man. What is warm love? When you think of that, what, what do you define it as? Let me tell you, this podcast is so real, I'm still trying to figure it out. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm not saying it on purpose. It's a day-by-day thing to figure out if you did not have it, you know? Man, dog. Another thing about that trauma, we talked about that trauma. For the listeners out there, look up Adverse Childhood Experiences, also called ACE. The thing that I love about Ace, you know, I grew, you know, I'm working in the social field. You know, if you if you work in the social work field, you get so many trainings. According to this, I remember I had a family relations class at college. According to this, you're going to be this. Well, because you grew up in a divorced home, you're most likely to do this. Because you cohabitated, you do this. ACEs is the only study to where it has a resilient part. Even though this happened to you, there's a resilience. You know what I'm saying? And the thing I also liked about it, it didn't say because you was in poverty, this and that. It started in 1985 with a physician leader who uh, he was in San Diego and he and he actually had uh, he actually worked with a lot of physicians and he issued medicine, this and that. And these people were upper class, middle class. And he he tested them and he gave them this this like these 11 questions to find out what were their aces so ace is a trauma so it could be alcoholism it could be neglect it could be it could be domestic violence whatever and he did this with these people that were upper middle class to try to show people that no matter what it's not poverty it's not how you grew up everybody deals with some type of trauma or whatever and there's certain traumas that never left you from your childhood and it helps you react to why you act how you act now yeah and it has the resilience it's not just putting you it's not just giving you this stamp it's not just telling you this is what you is so here i am in my late 30s just now figuring out what my aces are and it it got everything i'm talking about as far as if you have this many aces you're most likely this is and whatever or this is what happens everything from habits 
to health mm -hmm. as far as based off these previous traumas. So check this out. It's so funny because when I do these ACE presentations with my job and things like that, of course, me growing up where I'm from or how I might look, people, people, I mean, I've done it. I've done it in front of so many professionals. They think I have several ACEs. Bro, I only got one ACE, but this one ACE mm -hmm. changed my life. My one ACE was neglect. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Check this out real fast. I grew up, I was a kid with broken promises. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. My dad was around, but he wasn't around. So he, when he came around, he'd give me hype. Yo, mm -hmm. for, for Christmas, I'm, doing I'm, this. Getting, yeah. I'm getting hype. For Christmas, I'm get you an excite bike. Yo, mm -hmm. I'm finishing up ice cream. Mm -hmm. I'm so hype. I'm at the doorway. There's five of us. Now, my mm -hmm. mom, my mom could have hated. She, but she just, she just, you know, sat there at the door like, although right. I'm going to tell him he's not coming, I'm just going to go ahead. Like, it's he'll let yeah, but, yeah, yeah, yeah. So check this out. The one thing my daddy did, hey, all five of us, Baby Kids is our favorite movie on DVD. Don't, don't know that. We love Baby Kids, but guess why we love Baby Kids? Because that was the one thing he did. He took us to the movies to see Baby Kids. Ah. All five, we were so hyped. Guess what? When he took us to see Baby Kids, guess who was with him? The woman he was cheating on my mom with. Mm. You think we told? No, because we was hyped because our daddy did something. Yeah. We didn't care. You didn't want to ruin okay. that. You didn't, you didn't want to ruin that relationship or that trust. At all. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Baby Kids came out on DVD in the mid 2000s. I swear, to, I, I'm telling you, every all my siblings all got a copy of this on DVD. We love that movie. Why do we love that movie? You know what I'm saying? Why did I want to be like this man? Like my dad worked out and he real athletic and fit. And man, when I tell you, man, I was in a 250 pound club. And like, why do I want to be this, like this person who I really didn't see like that? It's genetics. You know what I'm saying? It's crazy. So anyway, to speed the story up, you know what I'm saying? I was like, wow, I did not realize that because of this neglect, I grew up as a kid. I played it off because I was cool. But if you told me something, keep your word. If you told me something, keep your word. It wasn't a big deal, but my mom be like, oh my gosh, you tell Danny something, make sure you do it. He gonna ride you to the wheels fall off. I didn't realize that. I didn't realize that until I was in my 20s, after college, in my 20s, and I couldn't get along with my significant other. Guess what? I couldn't get along with her. I don't care what it is. I'm, I'm working all day. She would give me hype. I also learned I'm gullible because it'd be like afternoon, I'm at work, and she'll give me hype. Hey, when you get home, Guess what? I'm gonna make shells and cheese. Now look, I grew up. I no, don't laugh. You can laugh. I grew up in a melting <laughs> house. Uh, I didn't realize like Velveeta <laughs> shells. That was like, oh snap! It's a whole new way of eating macaroni. Guess hey, what? I, I, yeah, it's like when Trey and them came and found the, uh, cheese, the cheese shrine. <laughs> on a serious note, okay, stay, okay. Stay, something happened. I got off work. I'm hype. I worked all day. I came home. No matter what happened, if something was to happen, she hey, I'm sorry I couldn't make it tonight. Guess what? I'll play it off, but guess what? At the end of the day, guess what? I'm mad. I'm it's, mad. It, it took you back to that pain. I'm pissed mm -hmm. because you should have said it in the first place. Right. And, right. and we would have these arguments, and she'd be like, dang, your daddy, calm down. I'm like, dang, what that mean? But you know what she was saying? Like, you are, you are putting me in this world that somebody put you in based off of your childhood experience yeah 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 and we That's guilty so, of that we guilty of that in sure, general just as sure. a people like you know pre you know prejudging somebody else off of another person's actions that you've dealt with you for know sure I mean? we, everybody and i didn't realize this until my late 20s 27 28 years old yeah, so yeah, i had yeah. to realize like luckily i had the type of job to show me this study to say 
I got issues. I got daddy issues. I got issues. And it's not, oh, you got daddy issues. No, I got issues because guess what? I'm a kid with broken promises. And not only is these promises broken, it made me be gullible. In the seventh grade, hey, Danny, she think you cute. I ain't going to say nothing to the girl, but I'm going to go home like, ooh, she think I'm cute. Gullible. Yeah. Uh-huh, you know, yeah. I, had to, I had to learn as an adult how to flip my gullibility, though. I had to flip it and say, okay, Danny, at the end of the day, you're going to be hype about whatever. That's you. How are you going to flip this to where it don't hurt you no more? How are you going to flip this? How are you going to flip this in a professional way? How are you going to flip this as far as a career? Hey, Danny, you could be like, hey, you might get a promotion. How do I flip this to where if I if I don't get the promotion, it's not going to let me down? Like, this is really deep. And this is just one ace. This is just one trauma. So think of how many people look up this adverse childhood experience and have several. They got two traumas. They got four. They got six. They got 11. You know what I'm saying? It's real. Yeah, yeah. Wow. And I think, and honestly, I think we all, I mean, really our childhood shaped who we are for the most part, right? Good or bad. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So, um, but I want to go back to something you said, man. You said you, uh, and I think we could relate, man. I think you said your mentor was able to show you that warm love. You know what I'm saying? And, and, and touch on that a little bit, man, because I think I can kind of relate to it. I think you said, you know, um, I kind of called a guy that I met through the job somewhat my mentor because he taught me a lot you know what I'm saying just even through this conversation and just kind of became that person that I think kind of showed me what warm love was in a way you know what I'm saying outside of having a kid but go ahead and touch on yours and I can follow through I follow up well one thing I think I know you're going to agree with one thing out the gate he told me what I didn't want to hear he gave me constructive criticism as an adult yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> the one thing I'm like, I got a whole, I got a, I got a whole non for profit for dads, and I had an event with 200 dads in the community. He said, "What if your dad came up here?" I'm like, "I wish he would." <laughs> Duh, he ain't coming up here. Mm-hmm. I got 200 goons that's like, "Hey, get him out of here." He's like, "That's not the right way how to do it." How you got a whole organization? You can't get along with your own daddy. And if it was anybody who could say that and ride, it's him. Mm-hmm. So I know your mentor tell you things that might put you in an uncomfortable state. All the time, that's, dog. That's just one thing we did. As an adult, because you know, you could tell me that as a teenager, but as a, in my 20s, in my 30s, and I feel like I'm accomplishing things, like, I'm not trying to hear that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's one thing I, I, I don't have. A, I don't have a mentor. Uh, I've never had a, a, a mentor. I, and it's not that it's not that I'm I'm opposed to one, but I've never sought out a mentor. Um, I mean, I, I I don't know how they how you all kind of came across the the, the gentleman that you well, uh, mentors. Put you in the hot seat. How did you how did you? You're young. You're successful. You're black. You're professional. How did you figure this out? Hot seat. Um, I mean, uh, parents, bro. Uh, parents and friends, bro. Yeah. Um, I, I, uh, parents and, I, and friends are important. Um, I'm gonna say that just because, like you know, your parents shape you. You, 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 you those, you know, those who do, you know, listen to their parents. It depends on, you know, obviously f- family dynamics and whatnot. Every situation is different. But uh, my my folks just did a lot of values in me, and just the type of person I am. I listen, man. I always listen. Like I like if it came from mom, it's law. If it came from pops, it's law. You know what I'm saying? Like. That I need to stick to that. I need to, or as close to it as possible. You know what I'm saying to meet their standards. So that was like my foundation. But then, like in any situation, 
um, you know, past, like leaving the household, like going to college, going into the the, the real world, your career, etc. It's like when you get out into those certain uh, environments, you kind of find, you know, you kind of gravitate towards that you think on the same wavelength or even doing better, you know, have have some insight on some things that you don't have insight on and kind of gravitate to those people to do more. So, for example, linking up with, you know, all y'all, uh, the whole the whole pack at, at Ball State, you know what I'm saying? Like coming from the crib and then like knowing what cat, you know, friends of mine were doing back at home, not going to college and then coming to college and then linking up with the with with this group of people and seeing what they doing it's like oh all right they got to figure it out let me soak some of this up let me i figure it out and so then same thing man after you leave college and you get into the the real world and you start figuring out what you want to do when you get into that you kind of sur- surround yourself around people that either seem like you or got it figured out you know what i'm saying to where you gravitate towards those people and see what you can absorb from them so it's right. kind of been like that like bouncing around you know what I'm saying? A little bit from a group here, a group there, but not many. It's like, um, it's either, you know, it's going to be close friends, it's going to be family, or it's going to be career-driven. That's it. Like, I don't really want to have, like, a lot of pockets of people, but, like, just those core groups are kind of, like, where I pull, you know, different things from. You know what I mean? But I think, but I think though, I think, you know, um, I mean, that, that was a good question, but I think a lot of times, man, some people... Um, some people request people to be their mentor and also sometimes it falls in, falls in your lap and my career was way yeah. you know my career was already established and this this is from a, a you know a guy I worked with part time who kind of became my mentor and like you said Danny I think it was uh, not only did he did he 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 didn't not only did he tell me that when I was wrong you know also he tried to you know look at both sides of a story and just be like all right did you think about this did you think about that? You know what I mean? And one of the things that I can say, man, and we I think we kind of skipped over it, man, um, talking about that warm, what warm love is. You know what I'm saying? One of the things that I that he he makes sure no matter what, even if we disagreed, even if we didn't see eye to eye on something, he made sure he told me he loved me. I remember I remember one time, dog, I was um he made me mad, man. I did something, man, and uh, he—he, he, I was—I I walked out. You know, it was on some—I don't know—some work stuff. You know, I'll be. It uh-huh. really—I really wasn't mad. I was just like, "All right, man, I'm out," and I left. And he called me. He was like, "Bro, mm-hmm. you need to turn around." I was like, "What's going on?" He said, "Just come back." And I get all the way back, and he said, "Man, I told you I love you, and you didn't say I love you back." Like, <laughs> what? <laughs> Howdy. And I was what? like, I was like, I wasn't gone long. It was, I, you know, I was barely out the parking lot. I thought I needed something. He said, yeah, yeah. And, and he said, listen, don't ever do that. He said, you may not see me tomorrow. And I was yeah. like, damn, you know what I'm saying? And it's just those small things, bro, to where I'm 30 plus years old at the time when I met him. No man has said that to me. Yeah, I didn't get that. You feel but me? Yeah, I, Until I was, I was just, same situation. I was just about to say, like. Help, help, uh, help me see the light because, like, I probably if I'm a mad and then b get called back, knowing that I really don't want to turn around, but something you know somebody may need some help, and so I'm gonna turn around anyway, just because that's kind of guy I am. Mm-hmm. And then I get back well, to that point, and that person's like, "You didn't tell me you love me." 
Like, I'm going to be like, man, what the fuck? You know what I'm saying? Like, I would yeah, probably react differently. You know I, what I'm saying? So, I, well, you he, know what? I, wanted, I, I wanted to, right? But yeah, his yeah. but yeah. his purpose of saying, bro, you don't ever leave me without... I, he said, I tell you I love you every time I see you and every time you leave. He said, I do that for a purpose because I truly love you. He said, I don't care how mad we are at each other. If I say that and mm-hmm. I want you... I, you may not... He said, I may not be here tomorrow and I don't want to ever feel... You know what I mean? And it made sense. I was like, damn, all right, I, I love you, man. And I dipped out, but I got it like... <laughs> No, you know, that's deep, bro. If a man can, you know what I'm saying? Like a man yeah. is telling you that, you know what I mean? So how old, how long did you know him at that time? Had that person been in your life? Uh, man, at this time, man, I, I mean, I, I've been working there for like six years. So I've known him, you know, that whole six, the whole six years. Six, so, six. you know, this happened like last year, you know what I'm saying? And I felt uh-huh. him. I mean, he, okay. he, he was emotional when he said it. Cause he was like, bro, I don't ever want you to leave without saying I love you, bro. You know what I'm saying? I'm like, all right, man. I love you, man. Don't say that. You know, whatever the problem we yeah, had, yeah, and it just we good tomorrow. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? So, like, mine, how, I what? Knew, mine I knew for like three years. I knew mine for like you know we was working about three years, mm-hmm. and man, like you know, I'm pretty sure like there's like it's something that they see in you, yeah. and they want you to know that they see it in you. If nobody has saw it before, yes, no matter what the age is, yes. even in thirties, I see something. And I might be the first guy to tell you I see this. Yep. You know, they already see this end of this tunnel, and that's what uh, and that's what my mentor did. And he really told me. I remember I will I will fight tooth and nail. He would be like, "Dude, I just need you to squash it with your dad." I'd be like, "What for? I've already done so much." Because I had the dad that after the fact he would try to take. He would boast after his kids got successful. Oh, these are my kids. You know. <laughs> Let me tell you something. <laughs> I feel you, I bro. Promoted, I got promoted to a job, to a different job, and my job had called in December. It was like a month there. It was like January. I had already left. They was like, hey, Danny, your dad came. I'm like, my dad, your dad came here looking for you. I'm like, what? For what? Well, he was saying, like, you know, Danny Marshall is his son, and it's his birthday, and I wanted to tell him happy birthday. I was like, what y'all tell him? We told him, don't work here no more, and your birthday was in November. <laughs> I was like, thank you. Tell them move around. But, you know, I figured out I didn't, like, I wasn't going to move forward. No matter what it looks like, I wasn't going to move forward. So to end that story with the trauma, when I realized what my trauma was, mm-hmm. and after hearing somebody like a mentor, somebody that loved me tell me that, two years ago, I squashed it. And, you know, it wasn't just a squash. He come to my mom. I saw him. I was at my mom's house. He coming. He gonna cut her grass. I'm like, oh shoot, he already outside. He see my car. He gonna see me. I, and he knocked at the door. I gotta come to the door. And mm-hmm. I thought about it. So one of my sisters have twins. She's pregnant with twins. So mm-hmm. guess what? Growing up, it's cool. It's cool not to like my dad. It's cool. My family be like, all right, that's cool. He wasn't a good dad anyway. I got uncles. All right, that's cool. We want to. We know he wasn't the best dad. It's okay. It was accepted. So I got twins. My my. my my sister is pregnant with twins. Guess what? It was going to be okay for these twins to come into this world and not like this man. It was going to be okay. It was okay for my daughter to be like, all right, I'm probably going to never go. I'm never, I'm never going to know who his dad is. It's okay. It was, it was accepted, right? Mm-hmm. Check this out. I thought about it so fast. Like, oh, I got to do something. Because guess what? These twins was going to be able to come into this world for their life to be like, we never knew him. So what? There's going, there's going to be some other male that we're going to know that's going to fill this void, right? Mm-hmm. So he came to the door. 
I was like, Dad, and it's facts. I was like, Dad, you know what? Hey, I, I ain't saying we got to be all good tomorrow, but I'm willing to squash, you know, whatever, you know, whatever beef I got with you. And he was like, what? I was like, I just want to squash it. I was like, you know, let's just try to work on it. And it's cool if you meet my daughter, too. And he started tearing up. He probably thinking, man, it's probably some stuff I'm going to tell him about what I went through. But the point of the story is, guess what? The next day, my pregnant sister said, I'm going to try it, too. Pregnant. So what the aces do, and when you learn about your trauma, it's a paradigm shift. So what I did, and my brothers did it the next day. So it don't matter if you're the oldest, you're the youngest. If you realize you got this influence and this power, you know what it did? It changed the generational curse of my family of fatherhood. Mm -hmm. And I've been going up ever since. That's what's up, man. And you know, that's I think that's, that's, I, I think it's true. I think it's dope that you did that, man. And I think a lot of people, I think one of the things that, um, and I know we've mentioned it a few times on the show, man. I think people really have to forgive. You know what I'm saying? And I think what I mean by that is that I had to learn how to, it, it, this is a whole, like we, TC and I, and this is back when Kelly was on the show, we did the whole forgive, forgive, uh, you know, the whole conversation we had, TC. Forgive, 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 Yeah, so, so, but what I think, you, you know, but what I learned, as what I learned, the, the truth behind forgiveness, a lot of times people take forgiveness the wrong way right they think forgiveness is i have to go to this person and i say hey listen i forgive you and then we basically start off where we fell off when the problem happened and i think what we have to do man and a lot of people may have to do this sometimes you have to forgive people without even saying a word to them you know what i'm saying because the forgiveness is for you yes <laughs> you know what i'm saying yeah i'm I'm a DJ by nature, but I'm an optimist by nature. Don't get me hyped. You're right. Yeah. So the forgiveness is, is the forgiveness is for you, right? So you, yeah. I can forgive someone without them even knowing that I've done it because now I forgave you when this person's name brought up. When I see that person, I don't have no ill feelings. I don't hate them. I don't do nothing. I forgave you, bro. And now when it's time to, if it's ever time to patch that relationship up, if you ever do. You've already forgiven them, man. So it's a lot easier. If you don't ever see them or talk to them again, guess what? You still forgave them. And it's about, it's for you. You know what I mean? And you can go far, but you'll go further. Yes. Yes. I was was about to say, yeah, that forgiveness for you. So like, all right. So the forgiveness. So thinking about, you know, uh, bringing children into the world and, and the parent of those children having this, you know, ill ill will towards their father or ill yeah. feelings or you know whatever the case may be a strained relationship you know what i'm saying um i think that that's key that is for you because like thinking about the children it's like like you said like those kids like if the relationship isn't there and and the reason i'm saying this is because i didn't have a relationship with my grandfather which it would have been those children's grandfather mm-hmm. i mean i saw my grandfather one time i couldn't tell you what he looked like this is my grandfather on my father's side to be clear I saw him one time and um, I couldn't tell you what he looks like today. And the one time I saw him, I was a ki- I was a kid and my dad took me to the barbershop. We went to the barbershop. We sitting there in the seat waiting to get my hair cut. I, and when I sat down, I like rocked the dude's chair behind me. You know what I'm saying? And I said, excuse me. And he said, it's okay. I sat there, got my hair cut, left. When we were leaving in the car, my dad was like, you know, when you sat down and you bumped that guy behind your chair, 
you know, uh, you remember that? I'm like, yeah, you know, I said, I, I apologize, blah, blah. He was like, yeah, but he's like, that was your grandfather. And that's how I met, that's how I found out about my grandfather. That was the first time I even heard about my grandfather on my dad's side. That was the only time I ever seen my grandfather on my dad's side. And it was basically, you know, um, he disowned, you know, my dad as a kid. Like, didn't, didn't, like, just went on about his business as if he didn't even have a child and, and had a whole other life and, and, and lived his life. And so, you know, that, like, for me, I don't, I don't, and and I don't know this, but I, I feel like that didn't affect me in a in a negative way. Like, yes, it sucks. I didn't know that man as my grandfather on my dad's side, but it's like, did that really affect me from you know that point in life, or even or even younger than that to who I am today? I don't think so. Not saying that that's the the journey for everyone, but just thinking about like how a, a, a grandchild or unborn child would deal with that situation when they come into the world. Well, you know what? I appreciate you for sharing that, number one. You know oh, what I'm no. And number two, you know the phrase that they say, I think I was thinking about also, where mm-hmm. I, as, as petty as I didn't want to think about this phrase, you know, mm-hmm. some people say, hey, the grandparents have, might have a different relationship with your kids. You know? Mm-hmm. So I'm thinking maybe there might be a way where my dad could show who however he could have been through mm-hmm. grandkids most parents do that right that's most mm-hmm. of the time yep. that's most of most grandparents kind of recover and they gain relationship back with their kids because they become, yeah yeah so recover yeah recover, yeah. <laughs> yeah, recover. straight up <laughs> it fumbled <laughs> Yeah, recover with the grandbabies and when and when, and when a parent and when a parent sees that you know um a someone loves their kid just as much as you love them dog that's man you you forget everything in the past bro (laughs) and you know it builds a support system so yeah man i really i really had to realize what my trauma was and that's the first thing we should do especially as african-americans man we need to realize what it is and say okay this is it you know what i'm saying like there's so many different examples that i can go for days i had a friend you know, just growing up, man, like his fan, like alcoholism might have been that trauma. And he growing up like, yo, this is, you know, I'm going to say Johnson's. This is Johnson's what we do. Okay, that's cool. No, no, we drink vodka. Okay, that's cool. But we got gym guy. No, we drink vodka like a fish. This is what we do. My did it. My granddaddy did it. And I go to my homeboy's house in high school. And they always had these little clear little uh things around the house, like these little ladle things. I'm like, I thought it was water. I'm like, why did everybody, you know, but. We don't know what we're doing. Like, he carried that name as far as what it was. And what sucks is during the college years, you know what I'm saying, he didn't make it all the way through to graduate and became alcoholic. That's just one trauma to say, we don't realize what we're carrying generational-wise and we don't realize what we could break. I had to break. No, I'm not the oldest. No, I'm not the wisest. I'm just a fourth out of five. But something was in me to say, you got the power to break it and let it trickle down. But I had to realize it first. And when I had to realize it, I had to figure out, okay, am I going to let this ride? Or do I want to see the people up under me come up differently or have a new way of thinking at the end of the day? Yeah. Hey, let me ask you a question, man. Let me yes, ask you, yeah. Let me ask you a question. So uh, one of the things that I had to do, man, because I've, I mean, I've told my, my story with my mother forever, pl- plenty of times on the show. It's, it's, it's my testimony. So, um, but let me ask you a question. Do you think that, did you have to step outside of your emotions 
or have you stepped outside of yourself and the emotions that you have towards your father? Although you said, you know, you've you you told him to squash it. But have you stepped out and been like, okay, why was he like that? I wanted to think that, and I think he's still alive. I think that one day we're going to have a sit down. I think he's going to tell me. Let me tell you what I went through. Okay. I, I think he's going to tell me, especially me with, with me being a man, he probably feel like, you know, some parents is just like, there's some things I can't tell my child until they until they become into these arenas I've been in. Yes. I really feel like there's going to be a sit down, and he's going to be like, let me tell you why I wasn't around. Whether I understand it or not, I feel like it's going to happen. Yeah, 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 yeah. Man, I, I, I had think that conversation I, with my dad uh, about why he, why him and my mom weren't together, and it, it was probably maybe two years ago at most. If that, wow, because like, this is like as a like you said, as a you kid, wonder, <laughs> you, know, you you wonder that stuff, but you stay in your place. You know what I'm saying? Some people get out of pocket, but I like to stay at my place. So like, there's some things you just don't ask. Like, boy, don't ask me no questions like that. You know what I'm saying? I don't yeah. say nothing. Just just roll mm-hmm. with it. You know, I, I live with mama. Daddy over there with stepmama. That's all I know. That's, That's all and, you we, know. And, and we roll with it. But as a man in my thirties, it's like, hey man, all right. So tell me, so tell me the real, like what what went down. You know what I'm saying? And you could and you feel that way. But it's funny that like I was I was I was in my thirties before I felt comfortable enough or even grown enough with sitting with my dad. Like all right, all right, let me. You need to break it down for me now. Like, it, all right, it's been long enough. I'm, I'm, I'm an adult. What's what happened? What went down? <laughs> I, need, I, I, I need what the kids call the T. Let me know. Man, you know what's inter- you know what's interesting, man. My pops used to just always like I would go to him complaining like something that my mom did or whatever, and my my dad would never say. He would never directly say anything. This is even when I was a kid. He would never directly say anything. And he would just be like, you know, uh, you know, just come over here or whatever. And then as I got older, he'd be like, that's your mom. And then when I got old enough to see, I'm like, oh, I understood what he was saying the whole time. <laughs> hey, hey, I, I salute your dad. Let me tell you something. I talk, I talk to parents. I talk to young parents on the daily. And I talk to these moms. Oh, my God, Danny Mac. He going to give him a million chances. He he ain't he he my son give him a million he gonna give him a million chance you wanna know why because he trying to discover why is he like somebody he yes. let me tell you something like I don't know why I like rocking camo so much it's been like that since day one my dad got pictures in a gold gym with his homeboys with these belts and working out waiting like uh I'm a bigger I'm a bigger guy but I'm agile I love to run like <laughs> you can't get away from genetics. He's yeah. bigger guy, right. but I'm agile. Hey. I'm agile. You know, I'm Danny, Danny was the LaSalle lion, okay? I wasn't the mascot. You couldn't tell me nothing. Bro. Like, I worked <laughs> hey, so Danny, Danny, that he the big dude that could do a backflip. Be like, damn, yeah, big dude. <laughs> like, like, I'm around here on the TV movies, on the plays. Look, like, I tried so hard to get 250. When I got this 250 shirt, I didn't tell my dad, but I had the LaSalle 250 club. I got the 300 club. You couldn't tell me nothing. But look, mm-hmm. I talked to these young parents, and they'd be like, dude, like, I'm tired of giving this guy a chance. I'm like, look, you know what? My mom could have hated and said, get away from that screen door. He's not coming. She knew, like your dad, she knew he's going to come to age. He's going to realize, I, I promise realize. you, by the time I was a sophomore, I said, you know what? I get it. At the end of the day, my mama held me down. 
at the end of the day, he ain't coming. And so I just appreciate my mom because she could have used influence, which a lot of young parents is doing. They use this influence. They use social media to tear down. And it's only going to make this child interest more. Yeah. Yeah, man. Yeah, that's real. Yeah. yeah. Man, it's crazy, man. It's, it's it's like you said, the traumas and the 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 things that we deal with, man, from from childhood. You can be a full grown adult and those things that happened to you when you was eight years old will still have an effect. Oh my God, Danny, you be the best boyfriend ever. And I can't I can't be in a relationship longer than a year. I got issues. Yeah, yeah man. And you think okay, you just this is boyfriend issues. No, it's daddy issues. Let's be clear. Yeah, that's crazy. Man, you could have the best job in the world, making six figures, rich, da 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 got the best car, got the best house. And the thing that's still hurting you is when you when when you was eight years old. Seven, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh it you don't matter. Like we don't get deeper to it when people check into it, people that's who listening, it gets deep. It talks about it talks about the membrane, it talks about your thoughts as a child and how certain certain like uh whatever leaves you become as adolescent, like it goes deep as far as on a neurology on a on a neurology tip. It gets very deep as far as the type of things that you think and what leaves and what forgets and what stays. Ah it's man, really- let me let me find the episode that we had. You remember homeboy that wrote the book, TC? Ah, <laughs> I'm great. To know, I need to start doing stakes high rewinds. Here I'm we high. go. Here we Straight go. Up. Uh, Straight up. Khalil. Uh, remember Khalil Mafrika? What's, what's his, what's his my, last name? My Africa. My Africa or something like that. Mm-hmm. My bad, brother. Uh, the, the episode is called Five Year Old Sponge. And basically, what yeah. you just said, Danny, it was talking about the, the child, uh, the development of the brain from yeah. zero to five. Yeah. Basically, it basically forms and it and it, and it, it, it forms who you're going to be from zero to five. Yeah. If you and, come up here and do an ace training, because it's trainer trainer, the first half of the whole training is all going to be about neurology. Before we get into any trauma, it's going to talk about the development of the brain as a child and adolescent. That's the first thing we're talking about before we talk about any trauma. Two we, need, time. we need you to understand that. Man, that's why you can't be in there trying to scream and cuss and yell and argue yeah. and all that in front of a kid. And, man, one of the things that I – and we talked about on that episode, man, like when, when your kid's zero to five doing that boogeyman, scare them, it's just talking about, like, their stress levels and their anxiety. Yeah. All that kind of stuff just carries on for the rest of your life, dog. You got to be careful, man. It's crazy. Oh, uh, survival. We talk about a child's behavior. Is a child behavior, is a child really bad? Or are they learning survival skills based off of how the environment they might have grew up in? Is it fight, fight, or freeze? Or is it a safe environment? And the aces talk about no matter if you grew up in a flight, fight, or freeze, or if you grew up in a safe environment, there are still ways when you grow up of why it's comfortable for you. So if you grew up, okay, I grew up on the east side of that, far east, fight, fight, or free, woo, woo, you mm-hmm. might be you might be a good firefighter. Like there's still resiliency with this study. Mm-hmm. Hey, 
It's crazy, bro. I literally when I worked at when <laughs> yeah, I, I what he's saying, man, it's yeah. crazy. So much Spit stuff. Back. So much stuff he's saying is so true, bro. Because I remember when I worked at uh, I worked in IPS. I worked yeah. at school. I worked at School Twenty Seven, and I had this older white lady as my partner. I was a case yeah. manager. I was a case manager. She was a therapist. And, yeah. and, and yeah, yeah. So she, this kid used to always get in trouble. Because he would blur out and raise his hand. He, you know how kids do. Ooh, ooh, yeah. ooh, 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 ooh. And she would get on him and she would get on him. I said, Mary, I said, let's look at his family dynamic. And she was like, well, what do you mean? I said, look, he is the youngest. He got five siblings. He's the youngest. I said, he, he, when you go to his household, he is the youngest, and he is the youngest on the pecking order. So he has to be heard. And I was like, when he raises his hand, ooh, ooh, ooh. I said, it ain't him being disrespectful. That's the way he knows how to get attention. That's his normal. <laughs> That's his normal. Yo, we might have a part two because y'all getting me hyped. This is normal. Look, you do not understand what is the child's normal. And here, here, here. Ooh, here's what sucks about the trauma. And that's why you need these church fan. That's why you need we don't understand because look check this And that's out. why you need African Americans in these in education because oh there's another topic I want to get to after this, man. We've been on this for a minute. But Danny, oh. I'm gonna let you I'm gonna let you go, bro. Uh, but one of the things you gotta know, man, when you go to an African American gathering, what's it gonna be? Loud as hell. Everybody <laughs> talking, it's a loud environment. So if that's what they know, when you say, shh, it's time to be quiet. Not that they should not follow the teacher's instructions, but you still have to consider, man, he from a loud-ass household. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Uh, we, don't understand. we don't understand why some of these kids are tired because they had to be up all night the night before, why they fall asleep on the bus. We don't understand what's the normal to them. Like, what is the normal? I did a social-emotional program with my job two years ago, and I had to figure out what's the normal. Some of these traumas, look, here's the scary part. The the traumas get normalized. So it's normal. It's normal to that child. So when they go into a different environment, the people don't understand why they react a certain way because Mm -hmm. the rest of the day, for the rest of the hours, for the rest of the year, that's what's normal to them. And this is That's why we need to figure out these traumas and change this change the ship. I was say this is exactly why we need to pay our teachers more because they have to deal with 30 kids per classroom dealing with all them traumas and figure it out. All different, different walks of life. Or do we need another type of figure in the classroom? That's another episode. Though. You can't. Yeah. But, but I told, I told, I told my, uh, I told Mary, white, she, she, she old white lady. I said, I said, do you understand? Like, I, she, I, I, told, I, told, I explained the uh, African American household. I said, no, nah, no, nah, man. I said, how about this? Go to a black church, <laughs> man. You go have so, you go have a deacon in the in the crowd. Just tell the pastor, uh, take your time, pastor. Just blurt out. Oh. <laughs> like, <laughs> That's what he said. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. That, that's normal, bro. I know what I thought. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> won't, he, won't, he, won't he will? Come on, huh? Take your time, Pastor. Like, ah, oh, we're going to be here another hour. <laughs> but yeah, man, on a serious note, man, we, we, need to, we need to figure out how to 
unnormalize these traumas because when it's normal it's regular you know and it's just so many things from sexualities to to situations how people grew up where it's normal to that family and it and they carry it on man and Danny, you know what's even tougher man it's not even not only like when you talk about like school and you talk about work you gotta talk about relationships man because two you could take two people who are sexually attracted to each other who come from totally different backgrounds you have to learn who that person is. Forget sexually attraction. Let's talk about two homeboys or two homegirls. If you're going to continue to be friends, you are going to have to understand and know, like, yo, this person came from, Danny came from a place to where you can't tell him something and then back out. You have to come from a person who has trust issues. You, you got to, all these things that you have to do to build relationships and maintain relationships. So not only the teachers, not only people in relationships, just friendships, all that, bro, it's tough, man. And, it's and, and, levels, man. What does love look like to somebody? Come on, man. Does love on. look like with a fist? Yes. Love look like, look like with a dr- with a drink. With a drink? <laughs> Affirmations? Yeah, smoke. What does love look like? And you know what? We laughing about this and it's cool, but at the end of the day, what does love look like to somebody that you meet that you might fall in love with? That's it, bro. That's it, man. Man, it's deep, man. We 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 was on that. I think, man, I think and hopefully this helps a lot of people. But and, and like you said, Danny, we may have to have a part two, man, because I think this, is a, this conversation can continue and can continue to go, man. And just yeah, we went the whole thing about trauma. We didn't even talk about <laughs> yeah, 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 about yeah, yeah. Time. I think this was about these childhood experiences. You know, yeah, with, yeah, you know, yeah. focused on fatherhood, but the childhood experience of trauma. How can we unnormalize certain things that's going on in life? And, and I'm not, I'm not just saying as African Americans, but really with African Americans, we are afraid to address trauma. We're afraid, we're afraid to address the past. Yes. And it can move us forward. Like I said, you could go far, but you could go further when you face it. Yes. Yeah. 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 How far you want to go? And man, y'all gotta yeah. forget, forgive too, man. I mean, if you ain't ready, I, I ain't telling you to do it. When you're ready, you're gonna have to forgive eventually because you can't continue to live your life with this person. The thing is, you can not forgive this person and hate this person every time that person. Uh, every time that person's brought up, you mad and angry. But at the end of the day, they continue to live their life. You the one sitting out here mad and angry, not them, you know. So you got to sometimes. Yeah. I'm gonna say, yeah, man. So just thinking of of that forgiveness, dog. That that helps you uh, get to that point of you know addressing that trauma. If you try to just like forget it, like you had that trauma and it stayed buried because it ain't you're going to nowhere. It. And so you you properly can't even heal, yes, because you're not even contemplating forgiving this person. You can't because mm-hmm. it's like. I buried it. F that. It's in the dirt. I- I'm trying to forget it and get it out of my memory. You think about it. Say, memory, yeah. ain't in front of your memory, but it's in you. Yeah. It's engraved. And it's going to be deep. As soon as you do something, it's going to come right back and remind yep. you. <laughs> we can talk about this next time. My purpose is the significance of fatherhood and the involvement of fatherhood in communities, right? That's mm-hmm. my that's my purpose. It was in a bubble, which means it's still going to evolve. I'm going to still find out what it is. I'm going to still mm-hmm. work towards it. But it was in a bubble. This purpose, this success is in a bubble until I forgive. When I mm. forgive, this bubble is going to pop. And that's the only way I went to the next level. Like the organization I had stopped, but I still was known for this. When I forgave, it opened new arenas. Of the Crazy. 
So what's the what's the? Can you tell tell a little bit about the previous and then the current yep. organization? Like where you where where you were and then where you are now? Like how that how that change brought you to this point? Got you. I'm gonna make it quick because I don't be pressed for time. So, uh, man, you know, I, be, I I became a dad. When I became a dad, man, you know, uh, you know, Thera Snow, you know, them three days at the hospital. Boom. You you like okay? It seemed like they just catered towards the mom. Hey, mom, we're doing the jaundice test. Hey, mom, we're doing the skin to skin test. Hey, mom, we're doing a depth uh, a listening test. I'm just sitting in there like okay. You want you want something from the cafeteria? I'm just chilling. Like you know, and I get it. Maybe she didn't see a ring on my finger. Okay. I really don't know if it's a dad or not. You know, these young relationships, they're a little more ratchet. Maybe, you know, and I work with young parents. Look, I work with young parents to where even though this dude is here, he wasn't a dad. He just go with the girl now and he dropped her off. So maybe they're like, I don't want to touch that. You know, you know, nah, dog. Hey, let me tell you. It had not, that had yeah. nothing to do. That had nothing to do with it, bro. You just wasn't oh, important. Yeah. <laughs> That's cool. we, we're not important at that time. That's cool. For them three days, I was like, I had to wait. The nurse would leave out the room. Hey, what'd she say? It was a jaundice test. All right, bet. Let me Google. What's jaundice? Okay. One out of every three kids. Da, da, da. You know, I'm like, dude, like I got to find this stuff out when the nurse leave out the room and Google and try to figure out what's okay. Okay. Hey, what was the results of that? Okay. So if that's the case, Hey, are we going to breastfeed all this? Mm-hmm. So I thought about it and I was like, man, this ain't fair. This ain't fair. So, you know, I have my child and I have friends that looked off in the cut and they kind of seen like, I knew I needed, I knew I needed to be in my daughter. The mom was in the situations trying to trying to do other things i'm just like man i just need her and so and i have my daughter so much instead of being petty yo you just had your child 10 days in a row do abandonment go to court instead of being petty and doing something that was going to bite me in the behind i was like dang what do i do i said i gotta make this look like it makes sense so guess what i started calling her you know i called the mother of my child hey how you doing now you know the first two days oh uh oh somebody got a boo hey how you doing you being nice now Guess what? After after thirty after thirty days of being consistent, guess how she got to answer the phone? How you doing? Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. I got a, I got a, I got a, I got a two bedroom home. I rented out. Guess what? In her room, I got a bed. I got a Hello Kitty cover. I was hyped to get this cover. Guess what? Somebody else got a Hello Kitty shade. You know, curtain blind. Somebody else got a Hello Kitty clock. Hello Kitty rug. I realized I had a support system. Like, oh mm-hmm. snap. People want to see me make this happen. And guess what? When the mom would drop her off, I'd be like, hey, you know, you can come in. Mom, let me, let me show you my room. Mm-hmm. And I didn't, I didn't throw it in her face or nothing. I'm just like, hopefully in a year, I could hopefully have my daughter. Man, six months. Hey, I was wondering uh, if you want to go ahead and have her for a little bit. What? I'm trying to play it off on the phone. I'm trying to play it. Are you sure? <laughs> Man, I, yeah, I mean, you know, it, it seems like she should be there. I was in my head like, yes. Yeah. I got off the phone like, yeah. but I had to be careful. I couldn't tell nobody yet. I had to yeah. like Let's make sure this happened. Uh-huh. Man, within three months I had her, boom. People start noticing the community. I had my daughter a lot. And just to wrap that story up, I made a whole, you know, I I got two co-founders and I made this thing happen where it was called Fathers First. And what our focus was, it was a focus on the involvement. And once a month, we either had we either had things that was either discounted or we had events that was free access to your children you know and it was for dads only and it would be crazy because i would have moms like dang the moms ain't invited you know but i also would have women inbox me say you know what this is the chance for my kid's father to come to this yeah i'm gonna give him a chance hey hey daddy 
Hey, that he locked up so that uncle can bring him. Is that cool? Hey, can his coach bring him? So it was fatherhood in different forms. Coaches, mentors, granddaddies, dads. And we had the annual picnic where, like I said, we had 200 dads strong. And we did that for so long. And so dad had ran his course. And then after that, like I said, as I forgave my dad, I'm just like, I'm just going to be known for the dad guy. That's cool. Beacon, which is Memorial Hospital, huge umbrella, huge umbrella in, a, you know, in St. Joe County, Elkhart County, you know, and Bremen County up here up northwest Indiana. Hey, you want to do this dad's class? It was a little grant. I'm like, yeah, I wasn't even an employee yet. So they gave me a little stipend and I was doing a class. It was, you know, was eight weeks childhood development, but I knew I was going to leave a mark. Because even though this class was about childhood development, I still had dads coming, no matter what. I have a dad that don't even got a child age ages, you know, zero through five. He, I'm giving him an expungement. Hey, bro, I can all eight classes. Hey, I get you an expungement. Yo, I got a job there. Yo, so I realized, like, man, I'm doing more than just educating. And so last year, I made a proposal to WIC. Hey, it is what it is. Hey, I'm more of an advocate. Is there, so I'm, I created this module last June of what it will look like in a community for a whole year, annually, quarterly, caseload-wise, and still having a dad's class twice a year of what it will look like, and they funded it, and I became the dadvocate. Wow. Uh, no. <laughs> they funded no. it. Like, it's going. Elk, Let's go, Mac. It's in two different counties, and so, so that's what I do right now. If a father got a child ages zero through five, I'm his go-to guy. I'm his go whatever he need. I pulled up on the dad last week, had a little situation going on where the mom took the child. He just want his room. He just want the child's room normalized to keep him sane. Took him to the babe store, which is attached to the WIC store programs. There's like, we never seen so many dads come through this program. That's so many up, dads man. come through this building. And so, yeah, man. So that's what I'm doing right now. My ultimate goal, my ultimate goal is, you know, based off my major to be a consultant, my ultimate goal is to still be in my community, but to travel to show other inner cities, other communities, how how to use this module and be more like how to have fathers more make more initiatives and how to have fathers more involved in the community. Here's how. That's, That's real, what's up, man. man. That's, That's big. What's up. That's huge. It's bigger because yeah. it's it's bigger than Ben. It's bigger than Indiana. You know what I'm saying? It's, it's huge. It's huge. This 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 could this could touch people everywhere, and people everywhere need this, bro. Speaking, yeah, you, yeah, you're doing it, man. So, I, I commend you, bro. So speaking of so speaking of touching, I know we you know we got listeners all across everywhere, however you know the world. Um, yeah. So so so. <laughs> So uh, if someone wanted to get involved or someone to be able to support or do anything for your program, is there anything that, you know, someone remote somewhere that's in your city or someone that's here in Indianapolis or Chicago, wherever, is there anything that they can do to support, donate, whatever? Yes, yes. They definitely can get a hold of me. You know, uh, let me see. Social media is probably the easiest way. But if they listen to this podcast and they reach out to you guys, I can give them my personal number, my personal email. I've had I've already had a few people just come up here. They just want to see what it looks like. Uh, my ultimate goal is to professionally put a stamp on this module and to utilize it in other ways, like like to utilize it in those several ways to say, hey, this is what I'm doing. Like, I want to. I want to promote this module, but I gotta, I gotta do it the right way. Yeah, you know, yeah, what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. I gotta, I gotta put my official professional stamp on it. But I really feel like, you know, not to be like, yo, that's my module. But you know, but like, just to make sure 
that uh is being utilized the right way but yeah man, i got it down what what could be done in your city annually what could be done quarterly what could yeah. be done monthly and what could be done as far as education as far as community interaction community partners yeah man i made it and what lets me know how real it is is because a whole hospital umbrella said we're gonna fund this so that's, that's what let me know like it's not a game you know and it's and it's something that's highly needed it's something that's going to never get played out. And the good yeah. thing about fatherhood, there's new ways. There's always new ways how to do things, man. I'm, I'm real big on new traditions. Mm-hmm. I'm real big on, you know, we talk about time, the age. Time changes every year. Age, yeah. Oh, I school. love, it's I love. a new school. <laughs> always a new school. And there's a, and there used to be a lot of pressure with parents. There's a lot of pressure with these young parents. Because guess what? You had this holiday at Big Mama house. Big Mama not there no more. So the family not doing no more. Now you got this family. You might have this two bedroom apartment. Be like, we don't. It ain't like how it was ten years ago. Why can't you be the one to start something new? Start a new way of how to do things. Start new traditions with your family. Yeah, it could be small to be like, yo, we pay Fortnite on Friday nights and we order pizza. Man, that kid is gonna get hyped. Yeah, that's what we right, do. Yeah. New I'm always, yep. I'm always trying to motivate dads on new traditions. Don't be afraid to start something new because at the end of the day, your kid is gonna look at it as something that's gonna carry them on generation wide. And, yeah, what, and, and what's your handle if they want to contact you? What's your handle and what's your email address? Okay, on Facebook they can look me up at Danny Mac, D A N N Y space M A C. Uh, yeah, let's see, Instagram, you know, DJ Mac Main five seven four. Email wise, Danny Mar, telling my age, Danny Marshall nineteen eighty one at yahoo.com. Yes, sir. Yes, so, sir. Or, or, or. DC, as a cat, DC Marshall at beaconhealthsystem.org. Yes. That's what's up, man. That's man, man we. Yeah. Man, we've been going, boy. I'm looking at we the time. Nah, man, that's man, a, that we, content we was it. that content was great, man. We appreciate yeah, yeah. it. And one final thing, man, I do want to talk about, or at least, at least announce, and just kind of, you know, if 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 you're looking for a great DJ out there, <laughs> and 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 you need a your wedding, whatever event you have, man, can you hey. just touch touch on that real quick and just kind of give your information? And man, we and, and and with this all being said, we will have you tagged on all on sure. our socials so you know hopefully if somebody needs to be reminded if they didn't hear it quite well we will have danny tag but real quick man just kind of go through your dj thing man promote yourself and get you some clients hey this 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 is my wedding dj right here bro hey it's going down yeah man uh i provide that musical entertainment i'm always about the vibe i do everything i do mexican weddings like it's not a game like i do it all uh yeah man i'm uh i'm always booked i'm always traveling uh, I've DJ. I've DJ from here to LA, and uh, you know, 2020, I was able to utilize. I was able to use my talent and do it in a in a uh, in a way of philanthropy. Man, I did these things called pandemic parties during Corona, you know, in March and April. Man, and split the proceeds and helped out families. If Indiana happens to go backwards with these spiked up numbers, you know, you before, bring it back. If we we we're going back to it, and we go help families out. So yeah, man, I am DJ McMain. Also on a uh, 99.1 FM up here in, uh, up here in, uh, in Northwest Indiana, I'm radio personality too, man. So we're doing it all, man. But the true passion, you know, the DJ has always been a vehicle for the fatherhood. People don't realize that. People are like, oh, you just want to grow up and be a DJ? No, nah, it's always been a vehicle. It's always pulled the people into what the real purpose is. And the real purpose is fatherhood involvement. Let's go. That's Let's what's go. up, man. Music is bringing the people together, man. Yeah. Hey for the hey for this pandemic, man. I uh 
you know, I've been taking my class. I've been talking about it for a little while, but I'm I'm gonna I'm try to. I need to, man. The hardest part, man, is getting this music. But I've been, t- I've been yet a catalog, man. But uh, yeah, man, I've been taking a little bit of trying to do some little DJ, and I ain't I ain't Danny, but I ain't even TC. <laughs> yeah, man. Yeah, man. You know, thing is BPMs, man. Like BPMs. When somebody link up with me, they come over. I'm like, they think we finna get on one twos. We finna talk BPM all yep, day long. Yep. That's the first thing first, man. But my problem is, man, it's just hard trying to get that catalog up, man. I'll pay somebody to give me all that music. <laughs> But yeah, man. It's, it's, I'm, gonna it's, it's, I'm gonna see you this weekend, right, man? It's going down, man. It's yeah, going yeah. Down. They gonna see all of us. You know what I'm saying? Oh yeah, <laughs> we all gonna be there. I'm tripping. Yeah, I'm tripping. yeah. It's going down. We gonna have fun, man. We gonna have a good time. I'm telling you right now, y'all getting me hype. We finna hey. take. We finna take it to them them dorm days. You already know. We taking it to the to the uh. The, uh, what's it called? The Carlisle Room, whatever. We, we taking it to all them spots that we used to be in Muncie. We taking it there. Oh, the Carolina Room. We're Carolina stupid. Room. We taking stupid. it. <laughs> taking y'all. Look, there's going to be a yeah. moment where we're going to take Desmond to the 2000s. It's going hey, down. Take That's me to up, CJ's. Man. Take me to CJ's. I'm taking you to CJ's, <laughs> all that. The village. You're going to mess around and want to. You're going to mess around with Carter's Hot Dog. After reception over with, it can't get He's stupid. <laughs> Rest in peace. Rest in peace to Carter, man. Yeah, man. But yeah, man. Danny, thank you, man. This has been a great episode, man. I hope you guys enjoyed it. And Danny, you got it, man. You can't definitely, man. You waited too long to come back, man. You can't wait that long to come to return and be back on, man. We gotta get you back, man, and have some, you know, have some great content like today. I had another whole topic, man, but man, we we, we yeah, for sure, for sure. (laughs) Yeah, no doubt, man. Um, anything before you go, bro? Anything you, you, you anything you want to let loose, man? I think you, I'm I think just, you, I, I'm happy to be here, man. I really appreciate 2020 what this is doing for me as far as new levels and just as far as the exposure, man. We got a job to do. When I say we, I'm talking about y'all too. Right on, yes, man. Right on, brother. Yes, yeah. And TC, if they want to listen to this episode and any of our past episodes, where can they find us, brother? At Sticks is High Pod. That's on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. All of our episodes you can find on SoundCloud, iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, and Spotify. And if you have any comments, questions, concerns, or interested in being a guest on the show, please shoot us an email at StakesIsHighPod at gmail.com. Yeah, man. Before we go, man, make sure. Make sure you yeah. forgive. Dig deep down inside, man, and find a way to forgive that loved one, for finding mm-hmm. forgive that friend, that family member, who it is. Again, you can forgive them without them even knowing. Forgiveness is for you. Yeah. It's for you. Don't live yeah. with that. Don't live with them problems all your life. Make sure you find a way to forgive them. You know what I mean? Yes, all right. Stakes is high podcast. Peace. Peace. <laughs>